0: Back, another episode. It's been a while. Back with the usual suspects David Akobundu and Wallace Army. They are here, they are ready to go. Another footy podcast loading. How you guys doing? Walea Cobbs. I'm
1: good, man. I'm I'm good. I'm good.
0: Are you really good?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apart from like stressful life, I think everything's everything's all right. Everything's all
0: right. We all saw what happened this past weekend. United got trashed by Liverpool. What are your thoughts on that before we segue into the main the main topics for the day? What are your thoughts on that on that trash in our Trafford What do you guys think? Just before we segue into the main
1: is The thing with United is it's simple we've been saying these things we've been saying it for years there's not, it's, it's not too much talk about United everybody saw it coming I saw it coming I'm not surprised in fact I even thought it was going to happen earlier <laughs> I said about this guy when they said Ronaldo and everybody was shouting I was like United is one team until they change their manager you're supposed to be scared of them but you just don't feel that fear them. and it's all because of the man in charge and I keep saying it that if they give that team to a serious manager they can do serious, serious Antonio Conte that's the guy I'm talking about man that's the get- <laughs> everybody knows how dangerous that guy is and it's funny how united fans don't want him from what i'm saying
0: they said they said he doesn't fit the the oh, the culture oh. the class oh. of
2: 99
0: you don't want to win man it's You're so sad
1: man they're not ready to win because we are sad. So <laughs> know what that guy can do Anthony
0: Conte is, is a serial winner. He's a serial winner. He's going to change up that squad. And he's like, Oli, Oli does not know what, like, he doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. I've never been Oli out, but it's like, he's just clueless.
1: You can't be Oli out, guy. You're know? not so fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be Oli out. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's calm, man. Like, it's very interesting to see what's happened with United, man. The midfield is just in disarray they don't know what to do but i think they'll figure it out maybe not with only but like if they get a serious manager like conte they should be okay so that's that on united i just wanted to catch up on that and i just feel it's something we <laughs> we need to talk about before we segue into the main thing so the first topic for today is you know how we always used to have number 10s back then everyone is creative the ozios the mata the Raquel, me and these days, like players like that, really know where to be found. Do you guys think creative players are declining? And if you think they are, why is that so? I mean, I don't... Okay, Wale, yeah, sure. who's going?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Okay, so like, I don't think like creative players are dying per se. I think mean, like there's like less of them. Um over reliance on number 10s. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's just like we live up on their most creative players are like Robertson and Trent. Like, they, the box. They, they, create, <laughs> they create more than, or as much as 10s, like, from five years ago. So, like, it's just moved Like the focal point from in a 10 to just, like, random places on the field. Mm-hmm.
0: Why, why do you think is that? Is that a, is that a testament to tactical switches or people just realize that number 10s really just attack and they don't add anything to the game? Any other you thing?
2: Know, I mean, to be fair, I think for a team like Liverpool, it's just tactical. Mm. Because of the fact that club the way he likes to play, like, his three up fronts, then three, like, proper CMs. So, like, there's not really enough space to have, like, an actual 10. Was because of the way it's a middle place, he kind of operates like a 10 anyway. But he's always dropping off to allow Salah and Mane to be formed. So, that is, it's just the way his tactics are worked out.
0: Now, that's fair, but, like, you, you said club, but, like, it's, it's on all teams too. Like, you can't look at teams that... You can't look at a team and say they have a traditional number 10, not even Liverpool. Yeah,
1: for me, for me, when I, so what I started noticing it was... I don't know if you guys have noticed, too. So we have, like, different eras in football and system. Like mm-hmm. earlier, Peggy time, remember it was the 4 4 2, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: that kind of phase with one of the two frontmen being dropped back into a number 10, right? Yeah. And we had that period. Supporting that,
0: striker. Like,
1: that last decade, yeah, where it was 4 to 3 1 was the information, right? <laughs> And then we find that like two different teams will play four to three, one they'll match each other up, and then the number 10 for each team would have to go against the two the two defensive midfielders, right? Yeah. So they'll be out there, they close them down. The number tens are pretty much rendered useless because we also had this archetype of number 10s, they were these special creative players, <laughs> they weren't, weren't the hardworking players, they're the ones that just used to make things happen. If you have exactly, but we time you have like two defensive midfielders shutting them down in the game they pretty much become useless right and you're almost kind of playing with nine men out like yep. nine men so i think i noticed also in addition to what wally was saying was there was a shift in the way the number 10s were made they had to adapt their game they had to go deeper right that's why we see a lot of these guys that used to play 10 the Bruyne, we see them shifting to a kind of eight, eight. like an eight full yeah like a more hard-working role where they, yeah, they had to evolve <laughs> their game. So that was one. The, yeah, that's that's one of it. Also, what Wally was saying was, yeah, no, all teams like have their creative play focused in the middle. Liverpool, for example, like to play wide. Notice that too cold too for Chelsea too is having more emphasis on the wide players. So yeah, to me, I think that that's, that's where the death of the number 10 came in. Pretty much like everybody using that system, the 10s being rendered useless in that system, them having to evolve their game. So I don't think creative players are dead per se. I think there's, they've just evolved, right? I think if anything, it is the number 10 position that is pretty much dead, but we still have Creative players living
0: on. That that's yeah. very that's very interesting. Wally, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no,
2: not really. Like I completely agree.
0: That's, to me, it's just like looking back at the way football started, the likes of Ozio, the likes of Mata. There was there was a time when Mata was like practically the best 10 in the world, like a Valencia. Yeah, like exactly. Like where where the players like that go is like. I think they just shifted their their duties to different players in different positions like you guys are there, But To me, it's very interesting to see how football can actually evolve in that way. Because growing up, everyone looked looked up to number 10. Like, those were the creme de la creme of...
1: Yeah, you too. You were playing 10, Yeah, I was playing 10. ten. <laughs> like, they're trying, they're trying to phase me out, bro. They're trying <laughs> to phase me out. <laughs> like, you're, hard- you're hardworking. I give you that, bro. Hard- hard- hardworking
0: <laughs> 10, but they try to phase me out. I think it's very interesting, man. Very very interesting i hope to see where football goes in terms of like how managers and like coaches try and like adapt different yeah. situations and even even with that you see like box to box midfielders now like if verati like mm-hmm. verati pogba players like that are more more in more in, in vogue per se because those are the players that can actually work hard and they can still play yeah. pass it's
1: almost like creativity is kind of pushed deeper now and yes. even see, like into even center backs now you see the ball playing center back role so <laughs> It's more like teams. I can't really pinpoint why exactly, but it works with Jorginho with Chelsea, that kind of thing. Van Dijk, with Liverpool, ball playing defender. So yeah, we just find creativity moving to the deeper areas of the pitch, no longer in like the advanced area. Do,
0: do you think it has made football boring though? Like you know, back then when we used to watch Brazil, when we used to watch Kaka, when we used to watch Rubinho, when we used to like, do you think it has made football boring or a, I little feel like, d- a little bit too robotic? I
1: feel like it depends on. What the taste of the viewer, right? So people like me are grown up liking like the stylistic play, right? The dribbling, the the wow, how did he see that? I didn't even see that pass, that kind of thing. <laughs> but now it's almost like here, yeah, football is robotic. But people that enjoy the tactical side of the game, they are not. Yeah, yeah. they will probably they will probably enjoy like the new the new
2: era oh, yeah creativity. I guess. Yeah, so if I don't think it's like boring, you know, like, yeah, exactly. It's not
1: what, like Wally would think it's boring. <laughs> Wally enjoys. <laughs>
2: because there's a certain level of excitement you get like watching someone like Edison give like a stupid pass that he shouldn't be giving that goes that he pulls off it's just exciting to watch I think
0: I think it's very interesting to me I can say it's kind of boring because I like that I like to remove that that element of like you know what someone is going to do okay you know what what press the person is going to trigger let's all play let's all flow like I'm big on tactics so but I feel tactics are like systems are overreading a player's creative side of just let me express myself i mean i guess we can have both but like i feel the tactical and okay i can't express myself is is on the low side like you can't express yourself as much as you like to do look at Emery and and ozio ozio memory was like man this guy can't can't cut in this system and he did so it's just sad but like i guess i guess again the whole goal of soccer is to win or if I'm not winning, who cares about how creative my players are at the end of the day? That's 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 that. So with this, I'd like to segue to like another topic. It's practically the same thing. What do you think is the most important position in the game today? Like you need to have that position stamped if your side is meant to be is your if your side is meant to do what it's meant to do in the in the league or in the in the cup, like, you need to have that position on lock. What position would you guys say is the most important position in the game today? <laughs> and that's not to shit on any other positions, but it's like, okay, you need to have a player in this position that can hold it down. On some, I trust you to deliver. See,
1: before we even start talking about position, i just say the most important archetype is a kante type of player. i just say that. So you <laughs> that. Yeah, so the way I think about this is, I mean, this process of elimination, right? <laughs> And I feel like I'm doing like, Wally, I'm doing our center back, you know, in this day. Yeah, we have a disservice. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much betraying us, but yeah. I think about goalkeepers (laughs) and center backs. Yeah, they are pretty much important. You can't play a system without them. You can't play football without them, but that's kind of boring if we, yeah. So, full backs, not all teams play with full backs. Just we don't play with full backs, we play with wing backs. So, I think you can't can't do without them in a system. Likewise with wingers. So, not all teams play with wingers. So, I feel like you can't do without them. Strikers, yeah, very important. They're providing the goals, but you have, you've seen teams can't play without the striker. Pep is doing it. We <laughs> pretty much did it last season because I'm not counting Timo Verna. We won the Champions League without a proper goal scoring striker. Yeah, so strikers, eh, yeah. But you see midfielders, man. Now you can't you can't play a football game without midfielders that's the thing
0: what what, what yeah. kind of midfielder you said exactly you
1: I'm, like... I'm getting there we're we not talking about midfielders <laughs> we're not talking about like sixes eights or tens like we just talked about we've seen our tens are dying so you can't do without them same thing with sixes. You, you can't play a football match without a six i think chelsea with I already considered Jorginho is six six yeah he's a six but when i say you i mean like the the shield, the proper archetype defensive midfielder, you can't mm-hmm. play without them. But eights, whether it's the box-to-box box guy, the guy controlling the tempo, I feel like you need that it's you, you need that it's in your team. Yeah, they are very essential. Especially, that's where the game is won at the end of the day in the midfield. So... We find that a lot of teams, if your midfielders are sleeping, you will probably lose the game. United,
0: <laughs> United, Fred, I nominee. <laughs>
1: exactly. So yeah, I feel like that's where the game is is more or less yeah, in midfield.
2: That's that's me too, but I'll allow Wally to chime in. Wally, what do you think? My answer has changed like four times over the past week, <laughs> especially because <laughs> of the fact that I support Arsenal. It's just like, I mean, strikers are like extremely important, but. I do feel that you can get away without having like a truly elite goal scorer mm-hmm. if every other part of your team is solid. I mean, just like a cop said, Chelsea won the Champions League last season like without having like a striker. I haven't played strike win 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 win. in the final, I think. Yeah, yeah pretty, win, pretty much. He was running he was running, no yeah. Yeah,
1: he was running. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: But Werner, I mean, people don't give Werner enough credit for like his runs, because his runs are absolutely annoying to defenders. They just get dragged out of position. I mean, he might not finish well, but at least he can drop people out of position. And goalkeeping is also something that I do feel if you have like a truly elite level goalkeeper, even if you don't win anything, he'll probably take you a long way. (laughs) I mean, it's part of the reason Burnley are still in the Premier League because they have Nick Pope and go. Because, like, even, like, now that Rangel has come to us, no swear, Like, nobody wanted him. I just look at the bits he's been doing since the game. Look at the passes he's been giving. Like, the saves he's been making. Like, I used to really like playing him until still came. (laughs) And even, like, fullback as well. Look at Tomiyasu. Having a fullback that players just cannot beat one-on-one, is mm-hmm. such a fulfilling thing. Like, he has pocketed some like, two other people as well. It's insane. Well, yeah, definitely. I have to go with, like, the CM. Like, a CM that's basically just, like, a complete CM that can break off play, also pass, and shield the defense. Like, if you have that, then it, basically you can have anything anywhere
0: else how you still do it. you guys don't you guys don't think it's the fullbacks attacking fullbacks not even attacking fullbacks but fullback full, let me say fullbacks that can attack and i have a creative yeah. boom you don't you don't think it's that think because 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 really look at so look at united easy. like one the side of the of the pitch is really nullified there's really nothing he can't be can't do because they know if they give him the ball bro you're not doing anything Look at Robertson, Look at look at Trent. Look at Reese. Look at Chilwell. Yeah. Chilwell is scoring goals every now and oh, then.
1: Yeah, they are important. Look at Walker. Look, look at
0: Cancelo. <laughs> Come on, man. Look at Semedo. Look at the boy at, at PSG. I don't know his name again. The right, the right back Wally. I don't know if you remember Akimi. Mm. The, the,
2: those
1: guys, those guys are important. Let's not, let's not get um, interested. Most I mean, important.
2: Like, you know, just called like proper functioning teams. Mm. And using them as a counter to United, which isn't particularly fair,
0: but 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 even teams that have six, even teams that have six, that have that six or that that midfield, like like if they don't, if if they are, if they are, if they are striking or they are other parts of their teams are not good. There's really nothing they can do, though. But, like, teams with fullbacks, with good fullback, even, even Leicester. What's the name of that guy, Leicester? The left back, are, the right back at Leicester.
1: But do you really think, like, fullbacks can... They, uh, even Cast? you think they have the power to constantly win or lose you games like that? Uh, <laughs> I don't think yeah. they have the power
0: to constantly win or lose you games, but I think an elite fullback can give you, can give a different dimension to your attack. So, so if you bring, if you bring two midfields that are good, for that two sixes that are good. I think they can nullify each other. But if you have full bags that are elites, I feel they can do something, they can do something. I might be wrong, but I think you full backs should be given a a more higher rep, per se, if you get what I mean.
1: Yeah, I get what you mean. I still I still consider midfielders the <laughs> <laughs> to me. <laughs> See, the- mine is I keep saying it. The player has made me fall in love with the game again is Ngulokante. And the player <laughs> guy ever is Chelsea. I'm going to cry. And I keep saying that we have to find another Ungolukante to replace this Ngulokante. As far as, as far as I am concerned. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, man, I, I just say that guy is that guy is incredible. That guy's incredible. I feel like what he gives, what he gives the Chelsea. As, as far as I would know, irrespective man, there's no fullback that can, that can do what you want. But
0: Tomiyasu, Tomiyasu came and asked us as not considering goals again. Come on. That's
1: because you yourself the proper CEO too. <laughs>
0: yes. Tom- Tomiyasu came and asked us as not considering goals again. So like, I think fullbacks should be giving more more respect and it's a very hard position to play running running back and forth the field yes,
1: yeah especially how they are, how they like how they are now right it's, it's
0: a very hard position back to back play back, yeah so, i mean we can always disagree to agree i guess but like as you guys are taking in cms saying cms i think it in and understand where you are coming from but i just feel that's just the the typical the typical answer everyone like oh mate yes, yeah Where's your midfield? Where's your midfield, bro? You know we need midfield. Like, there's no... There's nothing new. But I think full backs should be giving, should be giving their flowers. So, that's Which how I free. see it. Which
1: is fair. Like, same like, isn't the most yeah, sure. answer, but... You think about it, these guys are connecting the two parts of the game. At the end of the day, the attack and defense. That's Fresh. heavy on this, so
0: yes, That sounds very, very nice to chat about. So, let's segue into the English boys. We know, we know our English boys, the Young Guns, the Sanchos of the world, the Tamir Brands of the world, the Foodings of the world, the Clan Rices of the world. I was thinking, like, Sancho is back back in England after leaving City. He had a stint in Borussia Dortmund, as you guys know. And he went to Borussia Dortmund to further develop his career, game more playing time, and show off, showcase his skills. Now he's back. Even though he's not doing that well yet... It's not been clicking yet there are too many things going on at United and it doesn't help that it's such a new sign in with a lot on his a lot on his che- on his chest a lot for him to, to do do you guys think english players should leave England and explore other countries like Tammy now yes. Tammy's in Roma and he's and he, he's doing well in Roma so i want to know what you guys think about that
2: yes they should I think like the problem comes with the fact that English players generally have a premium only gets worse if you're actually very good (laughs) so i mean unless you want to leave your parent club on a free then move abroad then, then it's not exactly viable because for most of them they'll prefer to send you on loan to another english club than actually send you outside like it's only like in cases where maybe they think you have potential but you're not exactly developing as fast as I think you should, mm-hmm. like with Reese Nelson and ESL. And they got sent to Germany, and now Reese Nelson is alone in the Dutch league. So. But yeah, for most of them, they'll appreciate to either send it to another Premier League team of the championship to, in quotes, toughen you up and help you see what that <laughs> I means. But yeah, they should definitely go abroad more. I think it helps to broaden your horizons and just to get a different feel of the game. Remember, yeah. I was talking to someone about, like, with English managers as well, like, they should actually go abroad more. It's one of the reasons that Graham Potter is that good, because mm-hmm. he's, like, properly well-rounded. Mm-hmm. He's coached in, like, that, two other yeah. different leagues, so he has had, like, a greater appreciation of different styles of the game. So, yeah, yeah, definitely should probably go them since they're expensive, but I hope what do you think? I agree with everything what I was just said. Everything. I
1: feel like, yeah, like in recent times, we find that more of them are open to moving abroad. It was almost like it was more back in like the generation before, before this new generation where they were kind of more reluctant to go abroad. I read some things about how oh, some of them were didn't want to have to learn a new language, start eating new types of food. There was also this thing yeah. about how, oh, is my is my nationality manager work, is he watching me if I leave the country? That kind of thing. But well, yeah, we find that now Southgate is more open to even giving a lot of them that go abroad chances. Is it triple and squad? Tammy really
2: was
1: exactly Bellingham. Tammy yeah. wasn't making the English squad until he left for Roma is there now so they're actually watching these guys all over the world so yeah i feel like it's it's good that they they want to do that yeah and we find that more of them are more open to it and i remember missing mount i was watching this interview He was talking about how he felt like his loan at uh, vitesse was like one of the most important like phases of his like developments that he learned a lot outside like because this guy's he was a, he was what like 18 Seventy mm. months amount. So yeah, you go faster, you learn more. You know that we have this this mindset about the English game. It's physical. is well abroad. It's more tactical. Italy more defensive. Germany there's more emphasis on attack. That kind of thing. So they also get to learn a lot outside. At the end of the day, they always end up coming back into <laughs> into England. So they bring also what they've learned. So yeah. I'm just happy that a lot of them are more open to making that move now. I, I,
0: I think I totally agree with you too, but it's very interesting because back when we used to like, back then, English players hardly wanted to leave. Yeah, true. Even Rooney, like I remember when Real Ro- Ro- Madrid came calling for Rooney and Rooney is like, he's not leaving. Like a lot of players, they call for them and they're like, they're not leaving England. And to me, it's like, we get so used and spoiled with sp- staying in England every time and just like having having them like, baby fed or like just everything being given to them like uh-huh. on the a Go, but if you go to another country you have to fight for everything look at ficaio is in ac milan like okay Fikai, Fikai is in ac milan that's big look at this guy also this young guy in torino i know
2: all I know. From,
0: yeah. from Chelsea, like all these, all these guys out there making waves. Like it doesn't really have to happen for you in England, and even if you want to come back, you can always come back. Look at Sancho. Sancho is back, back now, mm-hmm. and even though it's not bowling, I trust like he's going to finally settle in and things will work out for Sancho. That that one, I'm I'm positive about. I'm positive about it. Just again, it's a learning process. He's back in England. That pressure of like, oh, my family is here. People that I, I grown up with are coming to see me. Like, is that extra pressure of oh, I need to prove now? But most things like that wear down. I think Sancho will be will be fine. And I use Sancho as an example because I remember people saying, Why did he leave City? Like Pep wanted him to run, run through the academy and like learn more. People were like, Oh, he left, he thinks he's bigger than the club, blah, blah, blah. And folding, folding stayed, and folding is, is doing well. So it's like two things can be true whereby you can stay if you feel you can develop and you can also bet on yourself and do well. At the end of the day, you just need to work hard and put in the put in the shift. And that's really that for me on this topic. Is anything you guys want to add on to that?
2: Mm, yeah, not not really. I think we've said it all.
0: Okay. Wally, what about you?
2: Uh no, not really. But I want to ask a question. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think Foden would have developed faster, or he would have been the same or worse if he went out alone to another league? That's hard, man. Because
0: Foden is good, man. (laughs) That's hard. Like to me, it's like Foden is a very interesting player because I rate him so highly. I say it every day: Foden is the most important player in Man City. He's not Mm. KDB to me. Quote me anywhere. I don't think KDB is the most important player in Man City. I think it's Phil Foden. And Foden is such a creative player that Foden is that kind of player where he's going to be good because he's good for himself, not because he's in a system. Like, Foden is a good player. Like, some players, you just have to drop them in a certain system and they'll click. But Foden is a good, technically sound football player. He's going to play well for England, he's going to play well for City, he's going to play well in the championship, he's going to play well anywhere you put him. So it's like, I feel he's more defensive and I feel for other, other parts of the game may have developed if he left City, but that attacking fluidity, knowing when to press, knowing when to ask for the ball, he learned a lot on that pair. And you can see that with Sancho. Sancho is a very, if you watch Sancho, Sancho is a very streets kind of player. Like he plays like he's in the park. He's playing a 5v5. But I feel if Sancho had stayed with Pep, he would have learned more about the intricacies of, oh, this is how you receive a ball. This is how you turn. This is what to look at. This is where you pass to. And you can tell that Sancho's game to that aspect is not very complete here. But but Fodin's is more complete than Sancho. And that's why I look at it on the team sheet. Even though they play different positions on England, it's folding Sancho any day, anytime. Like Folding is going to override Sancho any day, anytime. So especially with England, where they lack a lot of creative players generally, like they'll rather play Declan Rice. Nothing against Declan Rice, but creativity is not a strong suit. We all know what Declan Rice is good for. So folding in that aspect is, is better than Sancho. And I feel either one would have worked for Sancho for folding, but to your point where I said if he had gone to Germany, different things would have developed him staying in with Pep, he developed the attacking side and more feel for the technical aspect of the game. That's how I see it. What do you guys think? What those uh, are sorry I call what do you think?
1: I agree, I, I agree with that, man. <laughs> the, only, the only thing with that is like for every for every field folding, there's a Jaden Sancho, there's a Jonathan Panzo, there's <laughs> a Nelson. There's so many people that have to go out to as the thing, especially if it's like it, how these big clubs are now, not too many people are ready to give chances to the to the younger to the younger players. So it is what it is, man. But yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, that's
0: <laughs> Why not? fair. That's fair. Final topic for today. <laughs> this has been going around social media, just peeping it. <laughs> Salah versus hazard. Okay. Who has a greater Premier League story? <laughs> Who? Who has a greater Premier League story? Yeah, I like that you said story. Why <laughs> <laughs> story no. is not the word, but what the word is not a legacy. Who has a nah? Legacy.
1: That's the word I was wishing you wouldn't see. I didn't want legacy because then
0: who has a greater Premier League? A greater Premier League legacy. That's that word always keeps my mind. Because I don't really associate it with football. It's mostly a basketball thing. So who, who has a greater Premier league legacy? I know why. I know what team I'm on, but um,
1: this is the word legacy now that you have to start talking about numbers and stuff <laughs> yeah. so, so who is it who is, who is it obviously, obviously it's Hazard how obviously it's Hazard <laughs> it, how obviously why we need explanations how wait you See, this is, what baffles me why are we even comparing these guys they're two I different know. yeah we you they're two different types of players man Oh, See, Hazard, yeah. is a, Hazard! To be fair, Hazard is a technical creator. Okay. Who starts attacks and occasionally finishes them. Right.
0: Okay.
1: I agree with that. Salah, on the other hand, is a the goal machine. That guy is a machine. <laughs> that, that guy finishes attacks. He scores goals.
2: Okay. okay. Uh-huh.
1: Systematically, they don't really they don't really do the same thing on the pitch, right? Yeah. Throughout their careers, for their, like the like for their English teams, for Chelsea, for Liverpool, Hazard. Wasn't really positioned to do what Salah does. It wasn't Hazard's job to do what Salah to do Salah's job in Liverpool. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yep, right? yep. That's what I just think yep. about. Another thing you have to think about is it. This guy Salah has thrived because he has stable conditions. Salah has Salah, I think Club <laughs> signed Salah, right?
0: Yeah, signed him generally
1: managed by only one manager since since he arrived at Liverpool. Yeah, He's had let's not lie, he has had better players to work with, especially. How? Chill, 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 chill. Listen, wait, do you know who Hazard was stuck with for most of his career? As I played with that, Oscar Mata please, Oscar Diego Oscar, Costa. Oscar. He played with yes, Diego, he played know. with Fabregas. He, played, he only played, played two and a half seasons with Costa. He, he played with be, the best Matic ever. He played, he played with Fabregas, yeah. He Matic, played, Matic, Matic. Was, Matic was, ever. Matic was, Matic was good for his season. <laughs> Matic was only good in 2015. After that, Matic, Matic was nowhere to be found. He also played with William, He also played with Pedro. He Willian also was played, good at some point, though. He yeah, was good, but... should <laughs> really william william was william was was good at some point but but what we what most of us liked about william was he was hard working he used to run but i'm talking about creates people to help hazard creatively right william was like that same thing with Pedro compared to what compared to having money in your team compared to but money is not a creative player though yeah but he also he also helps he also helps out he eases he eases the burden on on salah well hazard hazard had to do it all himself at the end of the day (laughs) <laughs> and another thing you have to think about is like I said before, he played under he has played on that club one system. He knows what to do since he has been there. All he has had to do was progress, progress, progress under the same manager, under the same system. Hazard has had to learn on learn, learn, on learn, learn on learn throughout his Chelsea career. Can't count how many, can't count how many Chelsea managers he played with throughout his time there, and still, 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 he was one player we always talked about. That's very difficult to do to come- the under on, on that different just as that, Probably odds. Because you see, what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. see that at the end of the day, from a number standpoint, obviously, everybody's going to shift towards Salah, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's killing it with the numbers. Another thing to so be this argument, I feel like it depends on what you appreciate in the game, right? Like we were talking before, how football has changed, before it was the flair with the number 10, that kind of thing. If you are more to that side of the game, then you would obviously enjoy watching Hazard more because he was he dribbled he. It was more fun to watch, per se. But now we're talking about how robotic football has become, right? <laughs> With systems and everything, everybody has their roles. There's really no more, no much, like, flexibility. If you're into numbers, oh, my God, this guy has skinny, goals, skinny, skinny assists, and that's where you, you get towards Salah. So I feel like that's someone like me that prefers the flashy, beauty part of the game. I would obviously side towards Hazard. Obviously, there's a bit of Chelsea bias in this argument. So... I,
0: yes, I, 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 I I get I get what you mean because like Hazard was actually my favorite player in the Premier League at some point. Like I used to be obsessed over Hazard, like and I was an Arsenal fan. I'm like, yo, this guy is actually so good. Like I remember Hazard's run at Stanford Bridge where Cochrane fell on the floor and yeah, And still- I'm like, I like what is this guy is Hazard really serious right now. Like, how do you do that? But like Salah is something different, bro. Yes, and I yeah. and I admit, like, I wasn't even the biggest Salah guy. Mm. I thought it was selfish. I thought he only cared about his numbers. Himself, his numbers. He might do, but like, if you care about your numbers that much, your team is winning, and you're still getting those numbers that you care about. It's something we have to. Have. <laughs> it's something we have to.
1: Yeah, yeah it's nice, but how? How? You see, at the end of the day, you need stable conditions to keep those numbers up. It's, it's. I feel like a lot of people. Under undervalue how difficult it is to constantly work under different managers and still be the number one guy in the team. That's that's. See, I can't say. I feel like Hazard was born in the wrong generation. I don't know because now everything is numbers, numbers. Now <laughs> uh, and I don't know if, it, if you see what I'm talking and, about.
0: And and I get what you're saying because like. For Hazard, you just had to be there to understand how the Hazard start, made you exactly. feel, How he made you feel at that moment. In th- and that's Hazard. There are some things that I look back and like, yo, at that moment in time when Hazard did that, bro, bro was the best player in the world. Nobody was touching Hazard. But like,
2: exactly. it's not like
0: Salah does not give me that. Salah is a good... Salah, is, Salah scores goals you
1: know, on a you know.
0: team where they don't really have a creative... I mean, their creative players are the wing-backs. they
1: Their creative players are wide also. So they actually do have creativity. Trent and Robertson are very... Chelsea, how many fullbacks did this guy even have to play with? This guy was stupid. He, he was a creative yeah. player, though. He was, he was. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. This guy had no help for years. He really didn't have any. Yeah, you, you mentioned the occasional Costa. Costa was a goal scorer. Costa so, scored his goal. You, you goal mentioned goal. Fabregas. Yeah, cool. But why, why are we only mentioning two, three players? in this Oscar. Guy's years. Oscar. Yeah, Oscar was Oscar was decent as well. But Oscar was the bad player. Let's not add like no, Oscar but, was but trash. What, what really what at the end of the day, what really got Oscar into, into Chelsea, Chelsea was more because he was the hard-working 10. I don't know if you remember this, but Mata was Mata was replaced by Oscar. So it wasn't it wasn't like oh Oscar was also a very he was he was decent. He got benched by Conte. So he was, he was still in his prime, he was 26 when he got benched. Oscar started playing in China when he was 26. Don't forget that yeah,
0: because he wanted the money, though. That was in his own like well, how, many, how, many teams, the money? how many
1: teams were chasing after him?
0: I'm pretty sure he could have gotten till yeah. Oscar. Oscar chose the money. I think that did he was he on the squad where you guys won champs?
1: No, he wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't. He was no. Z- no. the year after. Oscar
0: chose the money you can't put down like he's shorting his career by himself you can't yeah,
1: I just yeah I just feel like when you're reading numbers at the end of the day there's a lot of context that goes into it there's a lot of background things you're you're not seeing also, the same, yeah the same thing the way we were talking about numbers don't tell hazard story at the end of the day they I would never like,
0: tell hazard story but I'm th- still a salad guy <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you want to see something?
2: I mean like I see where our club is coming from, but like for me, it's just the fact that potentially by the end of this season, it will even be debatable (laughs) depending on how Salah finishes the season.
0: Yo, Salah is the highest goal scoring African.
1: Oh, I know, I know, bro. That's drug
0: bar levels.
1: That's
0: drug bar
2: level 10 goals in the league this season, you know. It's not even, for me, it's not even just about like the volume of the goals I scores, it's just the way he does it. So this guy he half of his goals sometimes are just stupid snapshots from nothing. <laughs> and he's honestly ridiculous to watch. Yes. He's not like he's not like fucking Ronaldo. I mean, Ronaldo, you get it that he scores goals, but like being realistic, a lot of them are like literal happens. They're not I don't say easy goals because like to actually be in that position in the first place obviously requires a high level of knowing what you're doing in the box. Mm. But some of the things he just does are absolutely outrageous. I mean, Mm -hmm. hazard is like even still now, when he can get on the pitch, he's still like a very fun player to watch. But like he's not and he's never particularly been that efficient. Mm. That's kind of the problem. And,
0: and Hazard, like, Hazard is not even the goal scorer that Salah is because that's not who he is as a player. He was never asked to do that. So I don't put that against him. The, Chelsea always had a, a nine, whether it was Costa, whether it was Falcao. <laughs> like, you guys always had a nine that did that job. So I don't put that on him. But like Salah is a better goal scorer than Hazard, which is not Hazard's it fault.
2: That's kind that's of the, the, the... main problem, like, the fact that when you're talking about... Putting it in quotes, that guy in a league, you have to be able to like bring up your goal-scoring numbers yeah. and stuff. That's that's just a fact. Especially when you're an attacker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if your numbers aren't that good, that it kind of diminishes your claim. Yeah. So, like a ridiculously good player, but like even like sometimes I feel like he should have been more. It's like exactly the same people talk about Neymar and like I mean obviously, you know, that for, like, the past how many years, he's been the third-best player in the world behind Ronaldo <laughs> and Messi. But, like, it just feels like he never actually reached the heights he was supposed to. Yep. Even so know that people don't talk about, like, enough as well. Lucas Moura, funny yeah. enough. Because, like, there was a point where he was actually, like, probably the second-highest-rated Brazilian youngster in world football. Yeah. And he just never developed past that level like he still shows glimpses of it but like he's just never been able to crack that top level Mm.
1: i
0: mean that's 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 fair but like to me it's like i'm looking at it now man hazard has 20 goals in every premier league season and he's he's not even a striker you won't see we say salah is a striker like what is salah Oh Salah, like if if Messi, if it's Messi that is doing if it's Messi is doing the same thing Salah is doing, bro, people's heads will be turning. Let's be honest.
1: Which is fair. Which is fair. Which is this is
0: Messi levels. Like to him now, he just needs to continue this in the Champions League, and mm-hmm. it's literally Messi levels. Let's let's call it speed. It speed. He has 167 appearances, 107 goals, 39 assists. Not bad for someone that people think is selfish. That's not a creative player. Hazard had 54 assists in his whole Premier League career with 245 appearances. If you do the math and ratio that, it's practically the same numbers, though. Same
1: thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, see, at uh, the end of the day, that's why, that's why, when you said, who has had the better legacy, I put my heads down. <laughs> because, <laughs> when we talk about legacy, we are, going, we are going to open the books, so we are going to read the numbers.
0: Yeah, and, let's see the, the distance. The
1: and when you said story, I
0: Hazard really might ma- actually have a better story if like have
1: a better story This guy has He's, he's always been that guy He's been constant He's been that guy Through the change of managers Through the Even though you are great So a lesser extent The crappy players Because he has had be, <laughs> Remember Hazard during the Sari season Everybody else was useless Contributed to 50% of our goals Under Sari yeah and he dropped us into him he dropped us into top for that season we were supposed to make it that year so when it comes to story and that brings it back to what you said you would never really understand Hazard material
0: if you were not there you, like, you not there,
1: yeah, just forget about it you missed the story you missed the story, missed the story. Missed the right button for that one so yeah like, like, i can see i can see salah obviously yeah
0: like it's, and it's sad for me because i have a soft spot for hazard yeah, of course, like,
2: I,
1: this way. Yeah. I'd be uh, so
0: because like watching Hazard at that moment in time, I was like, "Bro, how are you doing this? Like, are you serious, right? Like, you can't explain it. It's not a goal. It's not an assist, but Is that is the way he's receiving the ball? Is the way he's turning defenders? it's the way he's sitting players
1: on their ass? Like, bro, like balletta clip now. That's a yeah. will always go on when he made him do a split. <laughs> I mean, he's bouncing the ball with his bomb. It's, it's <laughs> <really> ridiculous." <laughs> Many of these guys, he's for to watch, man. He was for to watch. How, that, how that was fun to watch? <laughs> he was fun to watch at the end of the day. Yeah. It sucks though because we had Salah. Yeah, that's <laughs> we had so many of these players, man.
0: Well, my never developed to the Salah he is now. I think I think Salah would be a good player in any system, but this club system also suits him perfectly. It suits Mane perfectly too. Like Club came in, he knew the players he wanted. I'm kind of sidetracked now, but and I mean, he no, them yeah,
1: in. Going on on what you say, let me just get in there quickly because it just popped in my head. If you think about it, now if Club leaves, Salah isn't going to become lesser of the player he is. But well, that's because he has also had time to build to build up who he is under yes. conditions, whether this manager that's hard to do. Not not too many players have have that kind of opportunity, right? We see the, we see some players growing in one under on one manager. That's why we say, oh, this guy's this manager's son. That's <laughs> very similar to Jorginho, especially when he was playing on that lamp. Pad. Yep. When the environment, they've just given you the environment to thrive to and excel they're always, they're to excel, and all of so that manager leaves, and there is a new person in charge, and then you are lost. That never happened to Hazard. Hazard mm-hmm. kept kept on going. Obviously, I feel like it wouldn't happen to Salah now because he has had enough time. His context. Context is back in. At the end of the day, is the environment, right? This guy has had the environment to thrive. He should, he should be good. He should be good. If he's not good, then we will have questions, man. I
0: mean, he should be good. But coming from Roma, no one expected this. Like Salah was a Chelsea castaway. No one expected him to be who he is now. No one can, yeah. no one can, can tell me they expected Salah to score thirty-two goals, ten assists in his first season. Oh
1: yeah, but he was young back then. Did did we saw the potential.
0: What are you analysts that they did Come on, it get did, out
1: of no, here. No, Shubo, they did. Shubo, I think ah, we, no, same no, thing no. with Chelsea. Even on that, 32 goals? 32 goals? Bro, bro, listen now. <laughs> <laughs> I know people say this thing about how oh, Chelsea only signed players that score against them in the Champions League. But we saw it. We saw it when he played with Basel. Obviously, it was Mourinho. Mourinho sold him. Everybody knew that Salah was talented. You lot know, Chelsea fans were looking to, to Salah. I' remember his metrics
2: school, have always been there.
1: Yes, I remember, I remember he scored this goal when we trashed Arsenal 6-0. I think he scored the sixth goal. He ran from almost the halfway line. And I was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? This, to do this, though. To Should do this. this. I, feel I, like, I feel like we knew he was going to be good. Really? Mourinho just makes people look bad, man. <laughs> he just makes people look he just makes people look bad. He play, he Before he joined Roma, I, he played for Fiorentina, I think. And I yeah, consider yeah, that a cool. bit of a... He, that that's a... I don't really know too much about Italian football, but that's a bit of a step up, right? So I feel like he's always had it in him. Of yeah, I feel like I feel like he's always had yeah. I
0: mean, I mean, maybe he had it, but I didn't expect him to reach these levels. But club again, testament to club. Club is a manager that I think players want to play for. Like you put everything <laughs> on the. He's yeah. a player manager, so like that's that's another thing that works for for yeah. Sal for Salah and 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 clubs relationship Salah might still have that good, but Mourinho might not have clicked the right buttons in him, or maybe he wasn't even mature enough to fully tap into his potential. But yeah, Salah is good. Hazard is good. Nothing to take care. Nothing. Nothing to take away from both players. But Hazard would sadly not be remembered because not everybody was there to witness what he did at that moment in time. Like Hazard oh, is man. a player that makes you feel.
1: It's just this that way. Hazard makes you feel creative. You think I can do this thing. Think, oh, <laughs> next
0: game, I'm going to try this, bro. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: I'm <laughs> not going to try anything. Like, exactly. That's the feeling Hazard gave.
1: In my last defense, though, another thing. Is, <laughs> another sad thing is that we would never know. If if Hazard had the same environments, the same conditions that, that um, Salah has right now, same manager, same system for the same years, you've had enough time, so it's, it's clockwork now. We never know where Hazard would have reached at the end of the day. So that's another thing you have to think about when you're looking at the numbers.
0: True, true. <laughs> I think it's a very, this is a very interesting topic to me. Like Salah Hazard, depending on how you look at it, both great players, amazing talents, good players. Sad where Hazard is now, but Hazard of old, Hazard of Leo, we knew what Hazard was capable of doing. So before we end this episode, do you guys have anything to add or are just looking forward to the next episode? <laughs>
1: Well, I'm looking forward to the next episode, You know me, I'm always happy to, to jump on this. What do you think <laughs> about the Premier League season so far? We haven't really talked still, about it. It's that.
0: still shaping up. It's still shaping up. Let's, let's wait to December. City, Chelsea, Liverpool, usual yeah. suspects. Yeah. Usual suspects. We already knew that. United still have a chance to save their season if they do the right thing. Maybe they might not win the league, but save their season and get a good foundation for next season. So, it's shaping up. It's shaping up. Chelsea... Chelsea might even look more fluid without Lukaku on the side, but we'll talk about that in a later episode. <laughs> I don't want to jump into that now. Wally, do you yeah, have anything to add? In
2: disguise, right? what What is huh? you say? It's a in disguise, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, this is so, so good, man. Let me, let me end this episode now, man. Thank you guys for coming on again. A Cubs usual suspect. Thanks for coming on. Wally, I appreciate you for coming on. This episode will be released soon. Make sure you guys listen. Obviously, you're already here, so you listen. But like thanks again for coming on,